So hello and welcome again to the GigCX Decoded podcast where we are diving into the world of gig-based customer service or what we call GigCX. Uh, as always, you've got me, I am Chris Dumbleton, I'm the Chief Sales Officer here at the Good Ship Limitless and on this podcast we are exploring the world of, of GigCX and the way that we do that is to invite people on the show far cleverer than I, who have more robust opinions and a lot more experience and can talk more eloquently and, and articulate why these things are important and just talk about their, their world and where they come from as well. So GigCX is all about crowdsourcing customer support by allowing brands to use their customers to be their customer service um, frontline and we and they get rewarded for doing so on a, on a per gig basis. So today I am very excited to be joined by Annette Franz and um, we were just talking on, we were just talking offline actually, I've managed to get the pronunciation right, which I'm very, very <laughs> pleased about. So um, Annette is the, is the founder and CEO of CX Journey Inc. And it's a, it's a company that's ushering in a new wave of customer centric businesses. She's an author, a very in demand speaker and use the lessons of, um, I don't want to be rude about the amount of experience you have in there, but let's say you've got a lot of experience, <laughs> a number of decades, um, to help inspire readers and, and, and audiences. You, you, I think you know, you, you're daring them to elevate their game for their organizations oh, and, and, yes. and it's fabulous to have you on the show. So, you know, welcome on board. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and, and for not throwing out there the number of years, but I, I always tell people I started when I was four, so that's good. <laughs> started when you were four? Okay, sorry, we've got to ask that. Come on, you, you need to explain that one. So um, why don't we start off with, you know, tell us a bit more about you, what you do, just so you can set the scene for the audience. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just um, I'll just talk about recent memory <laughs> and not go all the way back there. But, but um, you know, uh, it, back in early 2017, I started CX Journey Inc. I spent a number of years um, both on the client side and on the vendor side running consulting services organizations and felt it was time to jump out and, and you know, go out on my own. And so for the last seven years, I've been... Um, you know, working a lot on customer experience strategy, soup to nut strategy with my clients, just really taking the time to understand what's happening within the business. So and both the, just the business in general and, and the employees and their experience and the culture, um, and then figuring out how we translate that into a better experience for our customers. So, so soup to nut strategy there and spending a lot of time on, you know, sort of content, thought leadership work. And then, as you mentioned, speaking. So it's been a it's been a busy, busy few years for sure. Yeah, and I know you've also popped a couple of books in the uh, in the locker as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've told myself I'm, I've, I've got a book in me. It's probably not related to this. It's probably a bit of a, a personal, but I've definitely got a book in me. But anyway, you, so you, your most recent one is titled Built to Win, yep. Designing of a Customer-Centric customer Culture that Drives Value for Your Business, which yes. sounds fantastic. Can you, what, is, what does it mean in your words to be, customer centric because that's a term that gets used a lot and, and I'd love to understand yes. your definition of that that'd be great yeah and you know honestly that's probably you know part of the reason that I wrote this book too is because I was just seeing so many people talking about customer centric this or customer centric that mm. and it really is is something that flows through the DNA of the organization it's it's enterprise wide right it's not just a person or a department or a message or anything like that. It's everything we do. And it really is sort of the root of the organization. So I define it as, you know, 
a company is customer centric when there are no discussions, no decisions, no designs without first bringing in the customer and the customer's voice, right? Mm. Without asking, how is this going to impact the customer? How is it going to make her feel? What value does it deliver? What problems does it solve for her? That's what it means to be customer centric, right? Having that, that understanding, having that voice flowing through everything that you do. So you're not making any decisions. You're not, you're not designing anything without first, you know, saying what's, what problem are we solving here? What are we doing for the customer? How is this going to impact the customer? You, you um, You've touched on one of my, well, I don't, I wouldn't call it a specialized subject, but I've got one, you know, everyone has their little personal gripes, right? And ah, yes. um, the one I have is, I don't know how many times I've said this phrase along my career and my personal life is, so just to the right of me here in, in, is, is, a, is an AC unit to control the temperature. Okay. And the person who designed that has never walked into a meeting room and said, I want this room to be this temperature because you've got uh, you've got fan settings, you've got temperature settings, then you've got this other thing on top which tells you whether it's sun or it's wind or something else. And all that happens, you go out to it, and I don't know what I'm doing, I'm pressing loads of buttons. And then in half an hour later, somebody from one of the office rooms will come along to me and say, why is it so cold in here? And I'm like, I don't know, I think right. I might have done it. So if, if, if that was designed in a customer centric way, it would be right. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm the creator of this thermostat ACU control unit over here. Yeah. Sit down and tell me what would be useful to you. And yeah. and then all of a sudden, you, well, I just want I just want the temperature. Okay, so why don't we find a really neat way of a dial or something? And you see this in some of the products, like you know the um, I think you know, sort of Google do and Amazon do things like that. But yeah, it, where it's just simple and it's intuitive. But you must have come across so many organizations in your time where they've designed things that haven't put the customer in yeah. uh, that. Yeah, and exactly. I, you know, I, I get people reach out to me every once in a while that want to, you know, hey, Annette, look at this. And, and what do you think of this? And, you know, and most of it, most of the time it's like a SaaS product. Right. And the first yeah. question I'll ask is what problem does this solve for the customer? I've, I've most of the time I've seen something very similar out there already, or it's, you know, already been done five times over. Right. And I'll say, well, what problem does this solve for the customer? And they'll go, yeah, that's a really good question. I never thought to ask that. So <laughs> <laughs> it should be the first question you ask before be the you first question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your number one, you know, you think you mentioned there is, you know, bring the customer in. It's just so simple, yeah. but so obvious. So bring yeah. them in first and go, well, thinking of doing this, what do you think? And if they say, eh, you know, that's not really going to do things for me, then it doesn't matter how great the, the idea is if it's not actually adding value to a, to a customer, but Absolutely. be whatever that is in terms of yeah. how they buy something or how they use something or how they get support from something, you know, it, yeah. it's, got to, it's got to help them. So Absolutely. The next question I have for you then on, on that topic is, um, so customer centricity can often be, either confused or play alongside um, customer focused. So is there, a, is there a distinction or is there a difference between them? Maybe you could talk to that. Yeah, I feel like one is, I don't feel like I believe one is very sort of soft peddling and the other one is like, boom, this is who we are. This is what we do, right? So customer focus, I think just really means that 
yeah, we focus on the customer. And, and I mean, who isn't going to say that they focus on the customer? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they say that they listen to customers, but I don't think they really take the time to truly understand the customer and bring that voice into everything they do. I think that's such a key component of being customer-centric, right? Customer-centric is customers at the heart of everything you do. And so it's yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's very, I think it's customer focus is very frontline. It's like, I'm a salesperson. Yeah, of course, I'm going to, I'm focused on the customer in front of me. I'm a service person. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm focused on the person in front of me. They're talking to me. I'm answering their questions. I'm going to be nice to them. I'm going to, you know, do whatever. So that, to me, that's customer focus. It's a softer and not as, you know, well-defined in terms of, like I said, customer centric is boom. This is what we do. We bring the customer voice into everything we do. We ask that question. And, and I look at one as customer focus being more sort of transactional, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where it's transactional, it's tactical, it's reactive, whereas customer centric is we're, we're thinking about building relationships with our customers. We're thinking about the, the strategy and how we have the culture in place to support that strategy. We're thinking about being proactive and proactively mm. understanding customers and designing the experience for them. So that's that's how I differentiate the two. They are not the same. Definitely not but, the same. Yeah. Uh, um so, so did you? Would you put the the statement? I mean, you just said the, the you know the the, abs- the optimal statement I see all the time, which I then it then makes me ask a very specific question, okay. which is which is show me, which is when organisations say we put our customers at the heart of everything we do. Is that is that a customer focus statement or is that a customer centric statement? It, it well, it technically is a customer centric statement, but yeah, as long as you do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's why it, I was asked that question. Show me because it doesn't yeah. look like you are yeah. when you're doing these things. You can't say it feels like a very boredom statement a lot of the time. Exactly. When people say these things yeah. just to sort of, you know, it, it's almost like the equivalent of greenwash. You know, it's like, yeah, we're really yeah. we do this. Like, well, we're yes. very customer centric, you know, obviously, because we put our customer the help we do. Well, why do you put this, you know, these hoops in the way so someone can right. just change their address? Or why yeah. do why is it so hard to upgrade? Or why do why, you know or, all yeah. of those sorts of things, right? So, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. So, there's big, uh, that's really interesting. So, there's, there's a, there is a huge difference between there's fluffy statements difference. around focusing and yes. focusing is, is um, perhaps a bit more team, but a bit more like silo. So, you say, like, you know, a service agent might be, yep. you might have yeah. something that improves that one interaction between a customer service agent and yep. a customer. Um, and that's cool, but in the wider context of that oh, that customer's relationship with that brand, from from soup to nuts, yeah. you're looking at everything from from start to finish, and exactly. that's where centricity comes in. Okay, that's cool. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so why bother? Why do? You, why should we build a customer-centric organisation? And what's the failure? It probably seems obvious, but I'd love to hear what your and if you have any experiences, any sort of insights as to where companies have done that, that would be really valuable. Yeah. Well, I think there's I think there's a lot of benefits. And I when I talk about the benefits, I um, talk about sort of the human benefits and then the business benefits and the human benefits being both for employees and for customers, because when we're customer centric, we have to put, as I say in my book, employees more first. Right. Employees drive the customer experience. Um, So we've got to have and take care of those employees in order for the customer to be taken care of as well. And so. Um, so there's there's two things that come to mind when I think about answering that question. One of them is this graphic that I've done where I talk about 
fix the culture, fix the outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have this customer centric culture, you've got the core values in place that support and facilitate that customer centric culture. You've got leadership that's on board, they're aligned, they're ready to do whatever needs to be done to develop that, that type of design, that type of culture. All these things are in place. What ends up happening is that then becomes sort of the precursor for a great employee experience. And when employees are having a great experience, they're happy, they're engaged, they're going to be loyal and more productive and, you know, quality output. Ultimately, that leads to, you know, a better experience for your customers. And when customers have a great experience and they're, you know, happy, they're satisfied, they're recommending, their problems are solved and they're getting the value that they'd hoped to, then the business benefits because, you know, we've, now we've got a couple of different things from the employer side. We're, we've got a great employer brand. So that shortens our recruiting cycles and makes life a lot easier there. But then on the customer side, you know, we've got um, uh, customer lifetime value goes up, you know, profitability. You have this competitive advantage because you've done all these things and you've done them right. And so I think that's a that's one of the things that I think about. And then the other thing is, is, you know, these human benefits and these business benefits, human side, you know, we're, we're solving problems, we're delivering value, we we are helping them feel valued and heard and, and cared for and understood. And you know, there's because we're bringing that in to the organization from from especially from the customer perspective, but employee perspective too. Now we're able to innovate, and our innovation is driven by what we're hearing from both customers and employees. And I think that obviously leads to growth for the business. That gives us that competitive advantage that I talked about, and, and some of those other outcomes for the business that I mentioned. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's mm. it, that's why I say you know you can't just say that you're you've got a customer centric message or a customer centric leader. It's it's how we do things around here, right? And it's deep into the DNA of the organization. You've reminded me of, um, so several years ago, several years ago. Um, how many I years ago? Oh, <laughs> more than let's one. Know, let's not go there. It's, it's, it's more, than, more than one, less than 50. Um, okay. <laughs> is, uh, there was, so I used to um, be lucky enough to sponsor um in the UK, there was the European Contact Centre and Service Awards, right? And they had this build a big, it's almost like the Oscars for the Contact Centre world, right? And everybody wants the prestigious award, which is the large contact centre of the year. And the organisation, and so I, the company I work for with the lead sponsor, so we used to give them lots of money and we got our name yep. up and lights, which is fantastic. Anyway, but one of the benefits I got was being a kind of a honorary judge. Basically, I got to sit around all these panels whilst they were, all these contact centers were being interrogated about what they do. And all you've done is just remind me of this one organization that displayed a big difference between things that they were doing, which was customer focused. Mm -hmm. And this one thing that they did, which was very customer centric. And it started with what you mentioned before, which is how you treat your employees and how you can empower them. So it, contact centers are notorious for, uh, high attrition because you're recruiting people on on minimum wage yep. and it's a very demanding job and it can often lead to people jumping to another contact center for you know 50 cents an hour different sort of yeah. thing but anyway, this one contact center was in that same area right they were paying the same but the one thing they did was they empowered their customer service agents to it was almost like gave them it's like the equivalent of like let's say you walk into your favorite coffee shop 
mm. and they empowered all of their all of the coffee shop agents with five bucks a day that they could just give away to people based upon their own decisions about what right. they saw on the day whether they would it's almost like the equivalent of that it was for a um it was for a mobile phone company and um they they just had prepaid sim cards so anyone mm. that called them is because they were in another country from where their home was so anyway they 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 empowered all of their staff they gave them all a budget and they just said you can spend this as you want right you can offer free credits to people you can buy people gifts you know stuff these guys had the highest levels of or the lowest levels of attrition and and that way around and the highest levels of csat and their employee scores were off the charts all because they trusted their employees to go and do some things within certain boundaries, but they said, you go and you go and fill your boots in this area. And the stories were fantastic. You know, they would have people calling saying, you know, I've, I've gone from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, my SIM card, which doesn't sound very sexy, but then when they, when you ask some questions, yeah. Oh, I, I can, I can tell you're from this country. Oh yeah. I'd love to go home and I miss my home. And I, and then they would send flowers. They would, they would send them gifts which, in the, and the feedback they got. And do you know what they got from it? was huge amounts of customer loyalty because when you're buying a prepay sim card again not a very sexy thing but are you going to go with the company that that does those cool things for you or then the one down the road you go with the one that does cool things for you and you start with empowering your employees yeah it's a competitive differentiator it really is it's that's amazing we see that we see that more in the hospitality industry but it but truly it is a it that that's that's awesome i love that story i mean it really what a difference yeah it's out there but you need the right people and you know the yeah, management team and that to buy into this stuff but absolutely. um but let's i was going to touch a little bit on how this kind of relates to um gigs gig cx and our, yeah. our and our world so I'd, lo- I'd love your opinion about how um so yeah, gig cx is all about saying well look if you well how about extending this statement right we just touched on it a minute ago which is organizations can say this thing which is we put our customers at the heart of everything we do, full stop. Or we could enable them to say, we put our customers at the heart of everything we do. So much so, in fact, that we uh, we we source and onboard them and reward them for helping our other customers with their customer service challenges. And we do that because it means that our customers have already chosen us, have the opportunity of helping other customers. It means they're more likely to stay with us and they're not, they're not just buying our products. We're also giving them money back by being yeah. a customer. And we think that's a good thing to do. So that's the statement that we love all organizations, frankly, yeah, to, right. um, to do that. How do you see, um, how would in your world and in, in everything you've done, how would you see brand advocates playing a role in creating a customer centric organization? Well, I think you just answered the question. It's okay. You did. You totally did. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it just shows that you have taken such good care of your customers. You've listened to your customers. You've created this group of advocates that would do anything. And, and ultimately, I think that that becomes the bottom line for a customer centric organization, too, is that you have this these customers that they want you to succeed. They're going to help you succeed. They're going to do whatever they can to. So so I think I think you hit the nail right on the head. And I think that the important thing there is that, A, we've created this group of advocates or hopefully they're all advocates, right, because 
we've listened to them, we've taken their feedback in, we've we've used that to develop a product or a service that um, that others will love as well. And then by bringing these folks in and, and who will then go and answer questions for your other customers, I think I think that's your the other customers should be looking at that and going, wow, they really care about not only do they care about customers, <laughs> they, their customers care about them, too. And when does that ever happen? You know, that's that's that that's few and far between care enough that they would go and help the brand and make sure that the brand succeeds. So it's a two way street. And like I said, I think you answered the question really well, but I would just I, I, that's all I would add is I think it, it shows that the company cares about customers so much so that uh, that customers want to come yeah. and help and it's a two-way street right and, and um like um the, the big difference for me i think is that because of the economics surrounding customer service operations because you know customer service centers are often just purely cost centers right they don't make their own money typically they normally get a budget related to how much a company sells to handle all of the post sales queries so their job is basically do this as cheaply as you can but but at the same time we want you to deliver the best possible outcome so that they customers don't go anywhere else right and those two things you know they're friction always in that the, the cheaper you try and do things often the poorer the customer service can be which is why there's this whole world around and work out well it's just automate everything you know let's just do everything with robots but then you lose the human touch uh okay well let's put all humans in front of everything which is great but then it's the most expensive and like where do you find that seesaw you know, the, the sort of pivot point and all of that and and um the the economics drive unfortunately the you know lowest cost labor market and and then you just take the you take the love out of the equation and you don't give people um, that relationship back and i just you know for, for me if you if you're enabling if if a customer's already decided to be your you know, if, you're, if i'm a brand and they've already bought my stuff yeah. and they've stayed with me then that's half the boss. That's ninety percent the battle already done. Why, why not go the next step further and say, actually, look, thank you for being our customer. Why don't you? Why don't you do this as well? Yeah, mm. I, I totally agree. And you know, it's so funny as you're saying that. I think about. I just did a webinar about a month ago where it was right. about cost center to value center, right? You know, how mm. do we get that shifted? And then again, part of that was okay. Well, then let's we bring in AI and all these other things. And it's like, well, hang on a second. We still need that human touch. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's. Uh, Hot topic right now, absolutely very hot topic. Definitely is as we are. Where are we? Middle of April, and yes, <laughs> the, the latest the latest news on the press is that ChatGPT or other equivalents are going to just basically remove every person Take in the, the customer, yeah. which is scary. <laughs> but you no, know, we'll, we'll see. What we get to. Well, yeah. look, I, I mean, it's it's been a fascinating conversation, and um, you know, I've got some great takeaways around there, and uh, how we can relate um this to. Because some organisations, yeah, it may seem it may seem obvious to you and I, but a lot of organisations you know, aren't saying they want to be a customer-centric organisation, right? And, and they're right. happy to just do what they do. But for those that those that say they want to be a customer-centric organisation, then it is you know you you wonderfully endorsed having that ability to connect your customers with the other customers can only be a good thing that will help you long term. Absolutely. You know, from from employee advocacy and all that wonderful stuff. So yep. it's been a very interesting discussion, and I've really enjoyed the time talking with you. And yeah, thanks for having me. 
And at the end, it's a chance to, you know, you, you, you've written a bunch of books and do you want to, what's the best way people can find you and get hold of you and, you know, where should they go to get your books? Absolutely. So you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Love, I've met so many great people on LinkedIn. So I'd love to connect there. Or you can go to either one of my websites, cx-journey.com or annettefranz.com and, and you'll find all the information there. So Great. We'll put that in the show notes for anyone who wants to um, get in touch and I'll be subscribing myself. But thank you again for your time. Um, it's been great chatting with you. I've got some great Thanks. takeaways myself out of all of this and uh, wish you a wonderful day and stay tuned everybody for the next in the GigCX Decoded podcast where we continue to help people understand more about this wonderful world of GigCX. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm.